Welcome to the Ignited Youth Live podcast. Once again, yes. this is Thursday night. This is our second live session that we hear, uh, that we have here in the studio. And so today was a full day. Uh, yes. It is 1130 right now. Yes. We are worn out. Yes. But we, uh, we could talk a lot about some of the things that went on uh, just recently. Uh, as far as the evening service, but let's go back to the very start. Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's go back to the start. So what do we have on the agenda? Uh, well, we had um, camp reports with sister Kim as the coordinator. And I thought that was a great recap. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she made some good points. 248 total of the camp. Um, we're striving, you know, one of the things is we're striving to grow more. Thanks brother. We're trying to get um, uh, new children. And, and she actually made a, a call for us to invite just one kid. Mm-hmm. Just try and get one kid and bring them to camp. I thought that was fantastic. Yes, yes. And she uh, she had pictures going on the slideshow. Oh, there was yeah. about three or four different camps that went on this year, youth camp. She made a very important point. Youth camp is a very uh, great way. It's worked for a long time and helped building up the youth within the church. Yes. and help uh, developing them into church leaders and, and workers uh, for the Lord. And so it was, it was a wonderful report. The Lord has been blessing us in our camping ministry. And so we just, we just pray that he continues to bless us. Yeah. And the other thing was, is California was able to have a camp this year. And that mm-hmm. was, that was fantastic. And that was, that's something, um, congrats to California. Uh, they have fought like literally wildfires. Yeah. Then there's COVID. I mean, they've been fighting hard just to get camp and, um, they did a really good job. So I was really happy to see California with the camp. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. But you know, right after that, we had Trevor, brother Trevor, um, sing some of his songs and all, and I'm not gonna lie to you. That was an amazing moment. Now, if you can go back and look at it, um, uh, the Holy spirit had his way in that, in that service. It was absolutely amazing. It, man, it was brother Trevor has an anointing. No he, doubt. I mean, the songs that he sang, the spirit was moving. Many people went to the altar and just, it was a wonderful time in the Lord. But that's his songs. Yes. Like he wrote those songs and, and you know, the, I don't know. It's not, it's not the name of it, but the one that standing ovation, you know, that part of it. Yeah. Oh my, that's probably my favorite songs, period. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it captivates you and, you know, I, I just pray for uh, Trevor to kind of, that some of these songs would go out and people can hear just how blessed he is. My word. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, next, uh, right after that, we had, uh, sister Pam, um, Jones from Kentucky. She, she preached on the mysteries of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I promise you at one point in time, she said, big John three, <laughs> but she, she said, she said, turn to big John. I mean, turn to John three. <laughs> I thought she said, turn to big John three. I was like, I like this. I like where this message is going. Mm-hmm. so she just she has a flair with her messages yes she does <laughs> she does and and those messages were fantastic uh, she brought some great points and you know it kind of piggybacked too because we're going to talk about it here in a second but brother sullivan was the, the next speaker up and they both mentioned boundaries mm-hmm. and we'll get into that too so we can combine the two but the messages were very similar um they they um fed off one another i think that's mm-hmm. a better way of saying yeah. it and so um, that was amazing. And then um, we had some praise reports. We had Johannes Obo from our overseer from Kenya mm-hmm. uh, spoke. Um, and what did you think? And then uh, Brother Freddie Garcia, our overseer in Nicaragua, 
uh, mm-hmm. spoke as well. What would you get from those? Uh, it's just a blessing to know that we have people all over the world uh, that are striving for the same thing and working for the same thing tonight in the altar, you know, seeing um, people from multiple different countries pr- praying in their own language. Mm-hmm. And even though that we're, we're separated through distance and through language boundaries, we're all pursuing after the Lord. That's it's wonderful. And it, it, that's, it really is. I mean, that was the highlight of those praise reports. It's hearing the blessings that God has done within the churches and establishing churches. Yes. And I mean, the youth there, there's youth there. They're striving for the same thing that we are. And it's 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 a blessing. We praise the Lord for it. Um, yeah, and, and one of those things was is um Brother Sullivan came. And if you get a chance, you guys have got to watch that. And this it's another one of those where you need to rewind it, watch it, rewind it, watch it again. He had a lot of he had a lot of great quotes. I mean, it was just it was jam packed. Um, you know, he brought up the fastest growing religion is no religion at all. Hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, that's and um he also said, um, what is my truth or your truth when he was talking about morality? I thought that was very good too. Like if you remove God out of it, just take God out. Um, then where's your moral standards? Yeah. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. What would you get out of that? I mean, that's an argument that I've heard a lot. And I remember when he brought that up, you know, if the Bible's not true, then where does all of this come from? Uh, he brought up, we have to stand for the truth of mm-hmm. the word and he even mentioned, you know, there are so many people that say, well, we stand for the truth of God's word and we're uh, we're keeping the line. And if anything crosses that line, we're going to rebuke it. But they keep on changing the line and moving back and they yes. keep on allowing multiple I mean, things to enter into the church and multiple things like that, like uh, just basic sins and the basic gospel we're trying to. We have to move on from these things, but it's like this world is getting so crazy. We have to go back to the simple things, to the fundamentals. Yeah. And I thought his analogy of the bully, he's like, draw a sand in the, draw a line in the sand. He's like, cross that line. And then when they cross it, it's like, no, 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 cross this line. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Redrawing lines. <laughs> Redrawing lines. But he also said, this new age of sinfulness has now infected many churches and ministers. And this is allowing them to proclaim that God has ordained uh, false gospels, changing of doctrines, um, this new uh, LGBTQ movement is part of God's plan. It's not part of God's plan, period. It's just not. And so one of these things he's saying that all of this this new age thinking is creeping into the churches. Um, um, I'll post a couple of them with that. Uh, of people preaching these new woke standards. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that we just got to be careful, not the little leaven leavens the whole lump. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we just have to be careful as a church who we allow behind the pulpits and who we allow to stand for um, what the church stands for. Yeah. We have got to stand for the truth at the school ministry. That's, that was a big thing. We have got to stand for the truth. Um, this world's getting so crazy and they're drawing so far away from uh, the standard of the gospel and the standard of uh, Christ and his church that now it's becoming more and more easy to shine. And so if you're not shining, I would encourage you shine. You, yes. this is the time is now the world is getting crazy. It's getting ridiculous and it's becoming more easier to shine and show the world that you are different. 
that you no are doubt. for the gospel. No doubt. And he also mentioned repentance is necessary, is a necessity to be saved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also said, we cannot allow people to, to make, uh, to not make heaven because um, I'm sorry, not you will allow people to make heaven because they are not the children of God, this new age thinking. And what he's saying is little children do not let, let no one deceive you. Um, and he says, will not endure sound doctrine. He said, the church must wake up. And this is, this is one of those keys. It's like, uh, look, we, the message of Jesus Christ is salvation. Mm-hmm. The message of Jesus Christ is repentance and a mm-hmm. change. And, uh, if we preach anything less than that, then we are no different than any other worldly churches. Yeah. And one of brother Sullivan's big quotes that I have this written down in a school of ministry journal from like two years ago. And it says there can be no salvation without brokenness. Yes. You, I mean, the gospel has to be uncomfortable to you because once it becomes uncomfortable, that brings change and that pricks your heart. And that is what brings forth repentance. Uh, John the Baptist calls it the mm. fruit for repentance. Yes. And so uh, what he's talking about with sal- there's no salvation with brokenness. Well, it's hard for God to use someone that's still rigid on their worldly thinking. So once he breaks that up and once he gets that stirring, that's when the Lord will work in that heart and he pricks the heart. And that's where salvation comes in. And that's one point that he brought out. And he also said, very importantly, I think this is this was a key to me, was we have to protect the gospel. Mm-hmm. That is the role of the church is to protect the gospel. And then this is where he said, set boundaries. These boundaries let people know if they are in or out of the kingdom. That was, that to me is the importance. That's why you have to have boundaries. And he also mentioned um, making sure that the walls are up too, that you protect who comes in, mm-hmm. but also you have to set boundaries. Cause here's the question. If, if the church has no boundaries, then the minister can preach anything. Mm-hmm. And that's why government is so important. And yeah. if we're not going to submit to government, then the thing that comes in is that you'll have ministers declaring what is right and what is wrong. And they can set the standards without living it themselves. Yeah. And that's crazy. Yeah. And he brought up uh, the difference between acceptance and the acceptance of lifestyle. Mm. Like we will accept you and we'll, uh, we won't allow you to continue in your sinful ways, but we will allow you to come in and hear the word preached to you. Now he was talking about the church specifically. Uh, There's a lot of things that he brought on his message and like, like we've said before in the last live showing, you yes. have got to go back and watch and rewind, watch and rewind. Because he brought out uh, a point. Uh, we cannot accept the world, but we can accept them in to hear the words so that they can be changed. We are not going to accept their ways, but we will let them come in so that they can be changed by the word. That's it. Well, we... We can't exclude people from hearing the truth, mm-hmm. and uh, and only the truth shall set you free. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, one thing, one one major point that he was going. Uh, well, I'm sorry. There's two. One one he says many churches are preaching the non-essential message that has no accountability. The question is, what is it essential? What is essential to the church? Mm-hmm. And this non-essential is. Yeah, and, and he made he brought up great points on that. And the question comes down to it: What is essential? I mean, it's it's 
if, if it's one of those things where if we're not looking to preach the central part, like Christ died for our sins, but the sins, the sin part is, is that Christ died for our sins. So we no longer are bound to sin. We're mm-hmm. not, we're not constrained by sin. We're now freed from sin yeah. and any other message other than that, what's the point of getting saved, getting put on the boat, and then you fall off the boat again mm-hmm. and you're close to drowning. Well, I mean, I don't understand what are you preaching that motivates people for change? I mean, it's like you're going into court and you are worthy of the death penalty, mm. but somebody pays for that death penalty. Yes. Now you do not go back and do the same exact things over and over again. The Bible calls it building again, a foundation of repentance. You cannot go back with that way. You must grow in the Lord and growing in the Lord. And there's a quote that um, John Bevere, he's a very famous pastor. And he has a quote that says, grace is not the license to sin, mm-hmm. but it's the authority to stop. Yes. It is the power to stop. So grace has forgiven us of our sin, but it has also given us the power to stop in our sin, to stop sinning. That is the message of the gospel. I think the only one I don't, the last one that I had is too many people have already crossed the God's line and drew a new line and then told people don't cross this line. I thought that was great. Like there's a lot of churches that have long since passed what God has ordained that we should get away from ordained that we should be freed from. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, or this is the message of, of what we're supposed to be preaching, or this is how we're supposed to be living. And they made this marker way out here, far away from where God is, and then go, don't cross this line. Yeah. And you've and he was just saying, you've already crossed it. Yeah. I mean, you're already away from God's. So the whole thing is, is that we must check ourselves to make sure where we're at. Yeah. Are we too far from the line? Are we at the line? If we're if we're, I would think if I'm right on the line then I really need to check myself because I don't, if you're right on a line, you're close to being over the line. Yeah. And all it's going to take is that moment when Christ comes back and you're not prepared because you crossed the line. We don't know the day in which he's coming back. Why mm-hmm. would we take the chance? And mm-hmm. so get as far away from that line on his side yeah. of the line and then you're fine. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was, oh man, that was just such a great and it's just, he brought out this, this was on evangelism. Yes. And he brought out that so many people are letting down the standard. And yes. so uh, in our evangelism tactics, in trying to reach as many people as possible, being bold is what's going to do it. There's a book that I've been reading. It's called Sharing Jesus Without Freaking Out because I freak <laughs> out a lot. And the, the author's name is Alan Reed. And a quote that he uses is that... <laughs> Non-believers are more surprised at your silence than they are at your message. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be more surprised at you not saying anything than your message. They're not going to be offended by your message because they're good. I mean, if we have the message that we have been delivered from having eternal death, that we can have freedom and deliverance in Jesus Christ, we should be preaching that to as many people as possible yes. and trying to get that to as many people as possible. And so that that's the key highlight of what he brought out. We have got to stand for the truth, and in that we have got to stand for the truth and share it with as many people as possible. I agree. I, I thought this morning was a great 
a great carryover from last night. Mm-hmm. Like last night, I think we could have had a, a podcast for like three hours. Yeah. And just rehash the entire thing. Just play a clip and just go. Yeah. Um, but uh, once we got done with that, I will, I will also say that Brother Sullivan is blessed with worship leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, Sister Crystal, man, she can play a flute. It is amazing. And uh, I can't br- even figure out how to use one. I don't even know how to blow it. <laughs> I, mean, I still, McKenzie has one. And I, I, I can't even figure out. I just, I just, I feel weird. I know I'm doing it wrong, but I mean, uh, but brother Andy uh, came back and sang a special. I mean, he has such a beautiful voice. I mean, mm-hmm. Zion is so blessed with singers. Uh, I'm so glad. Cause that means I don't have to get up there. Yeah. And that blesses <laughs> everybody in the assembly. I guarantee you. So, yes. Um, then we had our lunch break. Yeah. Um, we came back and Sister Renetta and Isabella Kelton um, started off with um, with worship, and I love how they intermit Spanish yeah. with the English. It was amazing. They they're they're very talented. They Sister Renetta helps with a lot of uh, Spanish to English translation and then English to Spanish. And so when they were up there singing, they were singing in English and then they would sing it in Spanish. So it was kind of like going back and forth yes. with two different congregations singing to the Lord. It was, it was beautiful. Yeah, I, I love that. I love, I love seeing um, like brother Henry does that too. And mm-hmm. it's, it was so good. Um, I love the way he does, you know, it's amazing. Uh, honestly, and truly going back on yesterday, I think brother Henry saying the entire blue book. Yeah. I think he did the whole entire blue book. Um, if you don't believe me, you need to check it out. I promise you. I think he did the whole blue book. Tuesday evening. <laughs> I think he every did Every single song. I mean, they, they all flow together because it's gospel songs. It's, yeah. hymn, it's hymns. And so they all flow together and page by page. It was just, it was just, I can't, I don't know how he transitioned. I don't know how you get to that point, but you know, that's why God gives some of us worship leaders mm-hmm. and some of us just ability to clap on beat. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it, after that, we had um, a very solemn moment uh, in uh, memory of those that have passed. Um, one of them, unfortunately, was Brother Phillips's brother, mm-hmm. um, Vinny. And um, we're thankful that um, Brother Phillips had a time to mm-hmm. spend with him. I think that was fantastic. And uh, unfortunately, we, you know, we lost one of our youth, Jonathan Burnett. Mm-hmm. And that's a tragedy. He was such a Man, he's such a great kid. He had a beautiful smile. Um, God had a calling on his yes, life. Yes, just a beautiful young man. Um, he loved the Lord. He did. Uh, There's there no question mm-hmm. uh, that he loved the Lord. And then one that w- affected me, I know her really well, is uh, Sister Faye Davis passed from um, um, Traveler's Rest, um, South Carolina. Uh, um, um, we're we're going to miss you, Sister Faye. Um, you did so much for the work of the Lord in South Carolina. I did a couple of revivals with, mm-hmm. with her church and um, just absolutely wonderful. Um, we also lost uh, Miss Virginia Wilson, Ezekiel Zeke, uh, uh, Zeke uh, Ramirez and Ernesto Ramirez. And then we lost some friends. And it, what was amazing was how many were from the South Carolina area, but mm-hmm. Wilma Joe Hamby, Toy, Altry Good, uh, Angel Ramirez and Joseph Cavido. Um, um, we just, um, we know you guys are with the Lord and, uh, we'll be with y'all soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, uh, and then, uh, brother Yomi Adekunle, uh, came up and, uh, had a couple special songs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talented himself. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, if, I mean, 
you can rest assured every time Yomi comes to the assembly, he's got a new um, quiver. Mm-hmm. So, but he's got a new song. He's got a new outfit. I mean, he's, he's in. He is. He's all in. Um, and then one of the best part, we took in two youth into the church. Mm-hmm. That was uh, Sister Yanel and Sister Isabella. Um, I took. We got a chance to get a picture, and so they're on the United Youth page. But so so happy to see the two of them join the church. Um, I'm I've known Isabella since she was. Just absolutely a little girl. So it really blessed my heart. Um, and then um, we had Brother Rick Farrell preach the role of, of ordained elders in the government of the church. Mm. And that was, that hit home. Mm-hmm. That hit home. It's timely. Very yes. Timely. Uh, what, what did you think of that message? It's just, you don't have any partiality or anything. Oh, well. He is my dad, so I mean, if just, I say anything bad on air, I may get a whoop. He's probably not watching. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but um, uh, it's just – it was a wonderful message, and it was timely because there's, there's a lot of people who have a lack of respect for authority, uh, whether it's in the church or whether it's just authority in general. Uh, I feel like, especially in America, we have been – taught to hate authority yes that we are our own rulers and we are our own governments but the church government has been set forth by god and it's been used uh by god to help rule over the people and having rulers over you watching your back and watching out for you and uh maybe you get corrected maybe there's a correction there these rulers, the Bible says, obey your rulers and submit yourselves unto them for they have watch over you and they have to give an answer for you. They have to give an account for your life. And so uh, love your rulers, obey their, your rulers. And uh, what do you have to say about that? All right. So there was there was three main parts of that message that meant a lot to me. And, and one, he brought up people are shying away from being peculiar. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was key. And then he came right back. He says, we aren't, we are not any people. We are peculiar people. Mm-hmm. Well, we should embrace this. I don't think we should run away from it. I think we should embrace the fact that we are peculiar because, um, the scriptures say we need to be peculiar. We're not supposed to represent everybody else <laughs> in the world. That's not peculiar. Um, you know, standing up for what is right and preaching the, the whole gospel rightly divided mm-hmm. um, from Genesis to Revelation and, and every verse in between and, and doing it with uh, the move of the Holy Ghost. I mean, I think that is that is going to be the peculiar the peculiarity against other churches is mm-hmm. that stance. Um, and I thought that was I thought that was fantastic. I don't think we should shy away at all. I don't think I don't think you should feel bad that. Um, you want to read your Bible at high school, mm-hmm. in school. I don't think you should feel bad. You shouldn't mm-hmm. feel bad. You shouldn't feel bad because you don't dress. You don't have the the most um, the most expensive clothes. Who cares? Most of that stuff is made all in the same yeah. in the same place anyway. Mm-hmm. And so, who cares? Be peculiar. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Bible says that we're not even from this world. Yeah. We are. We're we're different. We are a chosen people, a holy nation. And in Exodus, in the Old Testament, God said it. And then in the New Testament, God said it again. Yep.
So it stays constant throughout the whole book. We are peculiar people. We're a holy nation, a holy nation. And so be peculiar. I mean, three, three points in this message is that there's a lack of respect for government, lack of respect for the word and a lack of respect for what God has called us to do. And that's to be peculiar and to be different, to not be like the world. We are in the world, but we are not Not of the world. world. Yeah. And then he gave uh, five characteristics of elders, which I I thought they were must be godly, must be a shepherd, Mm -hmm. must be a teacher, must be a leader with authority to rule and must be trusted. Yes. And I think, uh, but we, I think we should all, if we're all striving to be leaders of the church, we, is there any one of these five that you can be an effective minister of the gospel if you don't have? Mm. And if you think about it for just a second, if you don't, if you're not trusted, how, how, how are people supposed to go and proclaim the good news of somebody you don't trust? Yeah. I mean, just a bare minimum, the five characteristics, every one of But if you take that from an elder's perspective, I think sometimes an issue that comes up is a lot of the members hold um, hold the leadership in high standards mm-hmm. and then refuse to live by the same standards. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, well, hang on. We, we If we all do that, the church is in a better standpoint than just going, well, I, I find that leaders need to be there. I mean, members should be uh, prepared for Sunday school. Members Mm -hmm. should be working, uh, you know, working out and trying to get uh, people to come to church. And so I think these are things that are just bare minimum of members, but we're, we're all called to have a high standard. Yeah. And I thought, I thought brother Rick did a great job Mm -hmm. on that part. And, um, and then he mentioned Acts 16, one through five. He said, that is the formula for growth in theocracy of the church. And he says, there is an attitude to grow the church with someone. There is an attitude to grow the church with someone unwilling to trust leadership. And it's very hard. Well, I think I wrote that down. It is very hard to, um, to have the attitude to grow the church if you're someone that distrusts leadership. Mm-hmm. I think I wrote that down wrong. But if we do not trust leadership, then we do not have government. Mm-hmm. God has set leaders or elders to help lead the church with the authority given by God. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. And that is true. I mean, um, I, I think our leaders are here for a reason. And I just think that we need to stop trying to find faults with leaders. Mm-hmm. And instead of trying to find faults in leaders, find ways to support our leaders so that they feel more confident and maybe some of their, their faults is that just don't feel comfortable or confident because the members are constantly trying to come after them. Yeah. Maybe we should just come into one fold and one unity, one faith with one God, one spirit, one baptism, just come into this oneness and go, you know what? We're here together. If you do good minister, I'll do good. Mm-hmm. And if I do good, I know you'll do good and mm-hmm. take the attitude away from being confrontational and being more supportive. And I think the church will grow because people, listen, people are leaving their churches because they see infighting or bickering. Mm-hmm. Or they don't trust people. Uh, we, we just can't. Again, it goes back to being peculiar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just, I thought that was just absolutely fantastic. I mean, I mean, was there anything else from that, from that, that you just, I mean, you, you covered it, brother. I mean, God has set forth this government and let's be real. 
God is going to have a church. And if there is no government, there is no order, then there is no church. Because uh, the Bible said that he has set forth governments or those who uh, have uh, governance over, those who have authority over. God has set forth, uh, says, the ordained of God. He has set forth these people for a reason, uh, to have rule over you. And if there is no authority, if there is no process, if there is no um, if there is no action that's being taken place to help make sure everything is in line, then, you know, that's not working the same way that the Bible talks about with the body of Christ. Every single organism within the human body works together for a common good. And if one falls down, others come to help pick it up. Yes. And so we all got, we have all got to work together in this. We can't be looking to our leaders and finding their faults while we're not looking at our own faults. Jesus talked about that. We can't be looking at others. Yeah. And I mean, uh, discouraging them with their faults while we're not looking at us and all of our faults. We have got to press toward the mark and we have got to, uh, pursue unity. Complete just think unity. Of, just think if Jesus had like a, a scripture for that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To yeah. kind of help us not have that attitude. Yeah. Maybe something like, maybe something like that. Maybe a, um, what do you say? Maybe a splinter. Yeah. A and plank maybe, or something. Yeah. So maybe mix one of those in yeah. there and maybe kind of, I don't know. I have to, I'm going to have to think that one through, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure there's a, a there's one out there. I'm just making a, a joke because listen, everything that, everything that we face, God has already prepared us with the right attitude and focus to have so we don't have discord in the church. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, listen, just stop worrying about that when you have your own issues. Work together, because if we support our ministers, our ministers can help our faults. Mm-hmm. And if we support our ministers, we're going to help them with their faults or their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And every one of us has it. That's the thing. Every one of us has it. We're not made perfect. Um, so, the good thing about it is that when we work as a body, um, we can effectively get things done. And that's, I thought that was amazing, but you know what? One of the things we had two individuals ordained or, or, you know, we had a lot, actually Mm -hmm. we had two, we had three of our youth. Um, congratulations, Elizabeth Spicer. Congratulations to you Mm -hmm. and to, uh, um, brother Jared Spicer. So Mm -hmm. I, I thought that was fantastic, but we had a, a, a great number of individuals from deacons to evangelists um, to ministers. Um, I, I'm just very excited about what the Lord is doing. He's raising up an army. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. um, you know, we witnessed that tonight. We'll get into that, but we witnessed, you know, the youth, the Lord blessing uh, a young, a young man um, today in the altar. So mm-hmm. I, the Lord's not done. That's a, that's a beautiful thing about it. And so once we had that ordination, uh, service uh, we had supper break um and brother philip said something that, right before starting the evening worship. he says the lord is exalted oh uh, the lord is exalted over mer- like the lord is exalted by mercy over judgment yes oh, i thought yes, that was I really good that. yes 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 and so i thought that was a really good great quote um, I'm sorry about that part. I, you know, when you write things fast and your mind's working, <laughs> apparently my mind was not working on correct grammar and 
you know, the location of everything. So I apologize <laughs> on that, but that was a great, that was a great start. Yeah. Um, and then uh, make a loud noise unto the Lord was by the Westmobile church. And then um, we had the school of ministry um, and brother Phillips made a really good um, statement on commending the givings of the church. Mm -hmm. um, and then just to kind of give you an idea. Cleveland um, was able to raise the most amount of money with $2,686. Uh, Greenville came in second with 1,759 and Ida came in $1,379 and, and that, that all went to the school of ministry. So mm -hmm. listen, man, thank you to those churches, but thank you for every church that just even since in $5 or even a dollar, I mean, everything goes to the glory of God. So um, we want to thank all the churches and what they're doing, especially the school of ministry. If you do not know about the school of ministry, um, this is a time where you get away, you come to um, the headquarters here and you can either do a one week track or do mm -hmm. a two week track. Um, and you get a chance to learn the deeper things of God here, um, with bishops, ask questions, mm -hmm. feel free, but also have a connection with people that are in the church. And not only that, but to, to meet new friends mm -hmm. and it's a great time in the Lord. Um, it's in May. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people get scared that it's called school of ministry because they think there's going to be tests and all these things, but Really, this is this is how uh, my first year of school of ministry. This is how my dad explained it. It's like a week long Bible study, mm. and it's a time, and it's it's crazy. You're you're gonna, I mean, your hands gonna fall off from how much you write down because there's just so much, like truth bombs one after yes. another, and uh, you know, little bits and pieces of information that just like spark something in your mind, and then you start writing something. And by the end of the week, you just have pages and pages and pages of notes. So that's what this uh, this program was boosting, trying to raise money for the school ministry and making sure that everything is in order for that. And um, we had multiple people come up and testify. We had uh, Lee Brown, Brother Lee Brown. We had uh, Brother Harris Gregory. Mm -hmm. He uh, he's been coming to the school ministry for a couple of years. Uh, was it just him and Brother Harris? That, that was it. Yep. Okay. But they both came up and they testified about um, the school ministry and the school ministry's effect mm. on them. And it was just, it was a blessing to know that this is affecting others the same way that it's affecting me and uh, Brother Allen. And it's, it's a blessing to oh. come to the school ministry. I mean, I miss school for this. I love the school ministry. Yeah. I, I, listen, when I got saved, everybody talked about the school of ministry and everybody talked about this unity of spirit. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember the first year right after I got saved, because I got saved in February, I went to school of ministry and I did two weeks. I did four years of two weeks back to back. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you right now, the, the one thing that I found that was amazing was I found myself in the library reading books I never heard of looking at the deeper um, the intellect of knowledge that you can garnish from these um, these these commentators and uh, commentaries and you know and I, I just fell in love with it and I would I would stay here till like eight nine at night and can come as early as I can I, I thought the school of ministry is fantastic and there's a school of ministry in California and a school of mm -hmm. ministry here in Cleveland so if you're in California, um, I promise you this, when we get closer to uh, school of ministry time, I think we'll mm -hmm. probably do something to let everybody know. Uh, but 
I'm telling you, if you get a chance, you need to come to the school ministry mm -hmm. without a doubt. And it's, I love school <clears throat> ministry. Period. I, I, period. Just I mean, dot it. I don't know how else to tell you other than uh, there's live streams of the school ministry. If you'd like to go back and watch it too, it's yep. on the Cleveland channel. It should be linked in the description if you're watching this on streaming platforms. But uh, yeah, school ministry is very important to all of us. And that's, that's what he brought out. Period. Period. Done. <laughs> um, Chris Newberry came with the message of ever learning, never able. And one of the things I, I got was um, Christian character must match, um, must match who they are mm -hmm. and who they are going to be. And this generation is so focused on building up your knowledge mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, you got to go to college. You have to get degrees. You have to, uh, you have to learn from the best of the best, the scientists and all this stuff. But this generation is so focused on knowledge and it says ever learning, but they're never, never able to come to the truth. Now there's only one truth. This world's going to try and tell you that there's multiple truths. There's my truth. There's their truth. It's that mm -hmm. random guy's truth. No, there's only one truth. And so they are ever learning, constantly learning about this universe and the earth and the world and just trying to figure out how we got here with their theories and all of this stuff. But they are ever learning, but they're never able to come to the real truth, the real truth. And he brought up the evolution theory as well. There's yes. so many. I mean, there's definitely a lot of thought that goes behind it and a lot of head knowledge, but there is no heart knowledge that can bring them to the gospel and to bring them to the actual truth, which is found in God's word with the creation account. And that's, and even Darwin said he wasn't entirely sure about the theory. Yeah. And so, I mean, I mean, you can say whatever you want, but um, there was many testimonies of healing. Um, yes. Like sister Donna talked about Scarlett. Um, we can't wait to see you Scarlett. We heard you coming for Saturday. We can't wait. Um, and then um, brother Ernesto, um, from um, Argentina um, talked about he and his wife's healing. Was there, was there another one? Uh, I believe uh, that was it. I think so. I think so. But um, I, I just, it's always good to hear testimony of healings. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, when you think about it, we're all healed when we're saved. We're no mm -hmm. longer um, stuck with the cancer of sin. It's yeah. been removed to us from us. So, the beautiful thing is, is now that that's gone, um, I think I'm now alive. Um, the cancer is gone. Um, and then brother Lanny Carter tonight brought the healing message and it was the gospel of healing mm -hmm. and he did a great job. Yes. He did. I love listening to brother Carter. And I mean, he, he, uh, a couple of weeks ago, he had brought out that he had contacted, uh, every single overseer and asked them to ask, uh, every single pastor to be praying about this healing service and to be praying about this message because he wanted to see a move of God and wanted to see somebody healed. Yes. And I did too. I wanted to see somebody healed. And uh, it was, it was a great message. He had to, he had to cut yeah. it short because um, there's a lot of uh, testimonies with the healings. Yeah. And then uh, we had to leave time for the uh, healing service and yeah. time for prayer. And I, I thank God because he healed me because normally I would be unable to talk for like three days. 
And so he gave me, he allowed me, he kept my voice. So I'm thankful for him, but he's uh, what brother Carter said something. He says, God is in control. We should never forget it. We need more prayer time to help with these diseases and afflictions that are coming upon um, our people and our friends. And he said, healing is a ministry of God. And mm-hmm. we should never forget that God's in control of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd be surprised and you'd be amazed what really a heartfelt and um, prayer, like truly getting down on your knees and asking God to heal you. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And God is still doing this. He's yes. never stopped and he's not going to stop until Bible says until that, which is perfect has come when Jesus comes and he comes to take us all into glory. So he can still heal your body the same way that he, uh, I mean, he raised Lazarus from the dead. Mm-hmm. And so he can do that to heal your body. He can use that same power, that same power. Uh, it says the same power that Jesus, that raised Jesus Christ from the dead now lives within you. Yes. It lives in you now. And so that same power that raised Jesus from the dead that's dwelling among mm. us. It's dwelling within us. Yes. It now takes its habitation within us. Just so, an interesting thought. It really is. I mean, listen, it's it's divine power. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what supersedes everything. Because I- anything in this world cannot hold back, restrict, deny the divine power of God. If mm. God wants something done... It will be done, period. It's going to be done. Um, And that's one thing. The other thing is just trusting the Lord and just giving him that, you know, sometimes healing is not immediate, um, but healing does come. Mm -hmm. It's just trust the Lord. Just trust him. Um, Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't understand why God doesn't, you know, maybe he doesn't answer our prayers when we feel like uh, we want them uh, to be answered and it we're like god if only you would do this was like well mm. is that prayer or is that <laughs> directing the lord <laughs> so we have got to pray that the lord's will be done in everything and so maybe the lord is restraining so that the re- the reward will be so much mm. more glorious and that the testimony will be so much greater so that he can help use you to win souls yes, and to win others into the church. Yeah. So the Lord blessed us in this healing service tonight. He blessed us greatly. Yes. And there was a lot of people that got touched from the Lord. Mm-hmm. I heard at least two people claim healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a, um, a young boy uh, declared that he received the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the, the spirit was moving. I mean, it was a, such a beautiful, beautiful time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thank God. You know what? I thank God. Um, I just want to say this for just, I want to thank God for someone reaching out to my wife and, and proclaiming the good news to my wife. And then I, I am thankful for my wife to be obedient, to come to the youth convention. And then I I'm thankful that the Lord touched my wife and then got her saved because then she came and she helped me come to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful for those that endured, um, just really headstrong, really just probably <laughs> kind of a weirdo, um, and loved him and helped him 
And I'm thankful for all those individuals that did that because honestly, I, I'm, I looked, I looked back at the healing line and I saw all the people worshiping still, and I saw the spirit still moving. And I was just thinking, you know what, if those things wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't be here to enjoy this one moment. There's so many things that had to come into play for me to be part of the church. And so I just, I'm thankful, absolutely thankful um, that the Lord allowed um, that the individuals that the Lord allowed were faithful and obedient um, to helping out um, two individuals so that their kids can be part of the church mm -hmm. and that we could be part of the church. And then uh, my girls are looking for good godly men instead of just whatever the world has to offer. So mm -hmm. I am very thankful. I, know, I, I just want to say that before we get off, because just thinking about that healing line, I was looking around and I was just like, man, you know, I could be somewhere else right now. Mm -hmm. And that is just, that's just a thought I cannot endure. Mm -hmm. I cannot endure that kind of thinking. It's just, that's why you hear the phrase so many times, count your blessings. Mm. It's, it's going to be very hard. And I would almost call it impossible to count how many blessings we have. Yes. If we would truly sit down and realize, because I've, I've had thoughts like that too. It's like, where would I be? <laughs> where, where would <laughs> where I would be? be? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're experiencing all of this, this wonderful and these times in the Lord are an encouragement to me after I leave. Yes. And so I'll like reflect on these times with the Lord. And uh, it's just, where where would we be if it wasn't for the gospel reaching unto us and you know being able to experience that healing line there was two lines of ministers and then people would mm. pass through and we would pray for them yeah. the bible says if there is any sick among you you call for the elders of the church and then uh with the the you anoint them with oil and it says that the lord is the one that will heal thee that's right and uh, last year we received a message. I am the Lord that heals thee. And he is the great physician. And he, he healed people tonight. Yes. And it was wonderful. And our, our goal with this podcast was to come straight out of the service with that unction and fire and that, you know, that feeling that we had to come straight out of the service and carry it, carry it out mm -hmm. into the reflection podcast. And I feel like that's what happened tonight. Tonight is just that powerful move of the Lord. We were able to carry it over yes. into this podcast. And it was, it was wonderful. I, I enjoyed it. And you know what? The good thing is we get to do something. We get to start it all over tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of give you guys a heads up on what's going on at 930, um, Brother Lee Brown's going to be coming and doing worship. Mm -hmm. And then one of our youth, Harris Gregory from Kentucky, is going to be preaching on the mystery of the resurrection. Now I'm looking forward to that one. Yes. And then we have sister Kim going to do some special songs, but I'm telling you right now, um, if brother Philip bring, if he brings tomorrow, what he brought the other day, Thunder um, from the mountain. I'm talking about get some popcorn. <laughs> let's get, let's get into it. Cause it's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, then we'll have an afternoon break. Uh, there'll be nothing in the afternoon. Um, but that night we'll start off with the Scottsdale church. Um, shepherding ministry program with uh, sister Wilma Carter, um, brother Zach. I can, I, I'm looking forward to this one mm -hmm. because this is his, is the mystery of the, of the gospel church. Mm -hmm. I have no doubt in my mind, brother Zach is going to bring it. 
Um, oh, you know, one group we forgot the Renfro's mm-hmm. came um, and worshiped with us tonight. And yeah. I thought that was fantastic. They're absolutely talented. Absolutely. And they, uh, they usually have a, a trio that comes with them, but they only had two people. And still, even then it was amazing. Amazing. It was amazing. And was so we'll, we'll have another concert with them. Yeah. Tomorrow and then night. we'll come back and we'll have the youth program. Um, I'll be leading that. Mm-hmm. And, um, that will close out. Uh, also, we'll have an afterglow for the youth. So um, we'll have some time of fellowship and all. But mm-hmm. I, I'm really excited. I am super excited about tomorrow. And then, um, I mean, it's not over. We still got Saturday and, and we got uh, Sunday morning. Um, so, again, if you're out there and you you're, you want to, um, if you want to come and be with us in worship, mm-hmm. um, we're at 5512 Water Level Highway. And we'll be here through the weekend, mm-hmm. and we invite you to come and be with us um, in Tennessee, in um, Cleveland, Tennessee, and come be with us. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, we'll give you the right hand of fellowship and love you. Mm-hmm. Um, God loves you, and um, come and be with us. If you're looking for a church home, here's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um and if you don't live in the area, we we'll find a church nearby. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we'll oh, find yeah. you a church. Don't worry about that. We'll, we'll get you. We'll get you plugged in. <laughs> Uh, but anything you want to bring before we, I mean, get pumped up for tomorrow yes. because tomorrow's podcast is going to be youth based. Yes. Tomorrow night is the, uh, it's youth night. And so it's going to be focused on the youth. We're going to have some special guests. Good Lord willing on yes. the show tomorrow night. And so I'm just excited. We've got two more days of, uh, shooting this recap podcast and, yep. We got a whole lot more material to cover within the next few days with yes. the preaching and everything like that. So I'm excited. I am. I'm very excited. Thank you all so much for joining us again tonight on the second episode yes. of the Live Assembly Reflection Podcast. Uh, my name is Samuel Farrell. I am a exhorter in Zion Assembly Church of God. And I'm Brother Alan Thompson. I'm the youth director for Zion Assembly Church of God. Thank you all for joining us, and I hope that you all enjoyed this episode. I'm realizing we never introduced ourselves when we started this. No, because we were pretty. We, were, we came straight from the prayer line, <laughs> so it was pretty exciting. Yeah. It was exciting work. We so. were just so excited to go ahead and start talking about the things that went on today. But <laughs> yes, we're, we're sorry. We'll do better next time. But we were really excited. We, were we really excited. will. We'll try better tomorrow <laughs> night. But. Thank you all for joining in with us, and we hope that you have a wonderful night, and we hope to see you tomorrow. Uh, Amen. And watch the assembly uh, live on YouTube, and we can link that down below. So, yeah. Perfect. Well, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you very much. Y'all have a wonderful night. God bless.